to Real Estate Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome back to Real Estate Coaching Radio. We are your hosts, of course. I am Tim Harris and my lovely wife, Julie. Julie, welcome back to today's radio show. Thank you so much. I'm looking forward to it. It's a bright and shiny day, at least here where we are. Maybe we shouldn't say that for all of those, our poor listeners in Boston with six feet of snow in the past 30 days. So we do feel for you guys. But in spite of all that, it's going to be a great call. We're looking forward to one of your best years ever. So I'm excited. This is, you know, it's a great year for these guys already. One of the common requests that we have of our existing coaching students is they want to explore being part of a mastermind, and that's definitely something we advocate. Advocate, um, As you guys know, Julie and I re-released uh, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, um, and if you want a free copy of that, uh, just email us directly and we'll give you a free copy. Actually, you get a free copy now when you uh, request a free coaching call at freecoachingcalls for agents.com. Freecoachingcallsforagents.com will give you a copy of that book. But one of Hill's... Um, one of his tenets, really, was that you have to be in a mastermind. Seriously consider being a part of a mastermind. And that's something, again, that we're advocates of. Julie and I have been part of masterminds in the past. And I know in the right circumstance, now masterminds aren't just uh, you know across-the-board great fits for every single agent out there. But for the most part, mastermind groups, when run well, are going to be one of the most influential and I'd say supportive things that you can implement in your business and your personal life. Now, we're going to talk today about what a mastermind is, what the uh, basis of a really successful mastermind are, and we're going to tell you specifically what you can do to get started in a mastermind. But let me start by saying, existing Tim and Julie Harris real estate coaching students, um, talk to your coach, and we'll help you mastermind with other coaching students. It's really important that if you are uh, trying to really move forward in your real estate business, that you mastermind, this is one of the rules, by the way, that you mastermind with folks that have similar goals and similar intentions. And there's going to be no better example than folks that are also in the same coaching program, learning to implement the same unique things. Remember, guys, our scripts, our presentations, our pre-listing packs, our systems, our everything, they're unique to us. They're copyrighted. So you're not going to see them any other place. So when you enroll as a coaching student, make sure that you follow your coach's instructions. Some of you are in Real Estate Coaching Essentials where it's a video-based program. Maybe this is the time where you decide to upgrade to advanced or breakthrough coaching so you do have your own one-on-one coach. But the moral of the story is uh, a mastermind is a great way uh, to have a supportive uh, environment that you know you can go in, in a very safe environment again, talk with some folks that are also pursuing the same on the same path as you, pursuing similar goals. So let's just deep dive into this, Julie. You and I have a lot of content. I'm hoping we can get through most of this today. Um, but if not, then we'll have to do a follow-up show probably tomorrow. So Julie, let's start out with a question. What is a mastermind group? That is a great question, and I like Napoleon Hill's definition. Uh, of how he describes a mastermind group. So what is it? It is the coordination of knowledge and effort of two or more people who work toward a definite purpose in the spirit of harmony. So that really means as far as in real estate that you are supportive, that you're positive, the best mastermind groups, you have similar goals. Maybe you don't have the same production goal, but you are 
you know, everybody in the mastermind is working to move their business forward, probably move their income forward, that you're like-minded and striving for a common purpose. So that's an important element, and it can be two people. Some masterminds are 10 or 12 people, so there's not a specific size. But I like what Napoleon said, Tim, about in the spirit of harmony. That's really the only way that these things work, isn't it? Absolutely. And so, Julie, let's talk about the benefits of a mastermind. But before we do, you said something really important. The most successful masterminds are almost certainly going to be fewer than 10 people. Uh, Two people, as Julie said, is probably too few. Six to eight is probably ideal. The problem is if you get too many people in the mastermind, there's too many opportunities for differing personalities and, you know, comings and goings and someone joining and someone leaving, things like that. So let's really uh, deep dive into what are the benefits of a mastermind, Julie? Well, the benefits of the mastermind, Tim, are, number one, mutual support. Form the group around a specific activity, but it's okay if there's some differing goals. You can lean on each other for support. You can borrow ideas from each other. But basically, it is mutual support. So sometimes your progress will slow on a specific goal, but your mastermind people offer you the support, and they understand perhaps they've gone through the same thing. They see what's going on behind the scenes, And they give you support in spite of what might be temporary failure. That's the whole point of a mastermind. It's not just to celebrate your victories, but it's to offer mutual support as you go through those learning curves. And, you know, Tim, we talk about that in our Think and Grow Rich um, Napoleon Hill book specifically for agents, where we've given them coaching points at the end of each chapter. We talk about You know, it's not just about celebrating everything. You've got different stages you go through, the stages of master we've talked about before. You might be the best buyer agent in your town, but you're still working out how to be a great listing agent. Well, if you've got mutual support of people who are either working on that themselves or who have already conquered that, you're going to feel a lot more positive going down that path versus some of you who are in offices where nobody's a great listing agent. So that's where mutual support comes in. The second point, That's Tim, right. is differing perspectives. So talk about that. Hearing the different views of fellow mastermind participants um, will allow you to see issues you wouldn't otherwise become aware of. Um, so it's sort of like a, a coaching session, but don't be uh, clear. Or don't be confused about that. The point of a mastermind is not, and this is what screws up great masterminds. The, the point of a mastermind is not to be uh, wearing the hat of coach mentor, or even advice giver. And if, if that's, again, that's the absolute poison for any successful mastermind is when someone starts, and if you guys have been in part of masterminds, you know what I'm talking about, when all of a sudden someone's ego gets a little bit out of control and they think that somehow they're going to be the guru of the mastermind, as soon as that happens, everyone else wants to leave. It's just not the type of environment that is really ideal for, um, you know, conducive moving forward thinking. So, uh, you know, whether you agree with this assessment or not, it always gives you a better understanding of how you can improve uh, your approach to the differing perspectives. Next one, resources. Everyone in your group will have access to different uh, skill sets and a network of people. And, you know, this is interesting, too, when you mastermind with agents that are in literally different markets, but different markets across the country and different price points. <laughs> it's easy for me to get someone that works in, say, a normal price range to mastermind with someone, say, in, in New York or L.A. that's uh, selling uh, stuff that's in, say, for example, multi-million dollar price range. But it's the opposite. Even though the person, say, for example, in Iowa who's selling, say, 75 to 175 houses a year, 
he'll happily mastermind with someone who's only selling 20 houses, but the average sale price is two and a half million. But the exact opposite's uh, uh, not true. So the guy selling the two and a half million dollar houses, even though he's selling far fewer units, he actually makes the mistake of thinking he can't learn from the guy who has a sale price that's just a tenth of his, but is able to sell so many more houses. So you guys got to kind of be monitoring that. Julie, next point. All right, perfect. And I appreciate you saying I'm keeping an eye on that and monitoring constantly, knowing what's going on. So next is your accountability. Now, your fellow group members will hold you accountable. If you're in a great mastermind, you are nicely, I would say, holding each other accountable to the goals that you're setting. So just knowing that you have a regularly scheduled, unbreakable meeting, and I think that's important in a Mastermind as well, Tim, is that it's not getting constantly rescheduled. People aren't showing up when they feel like it. Everybody in the mastermind needs to actually take it seriously. That's part of the accountability. In fact, that's where the accountability starts. Knowing It's kind of like coaching calls. I hear that a lot. Just knowing that I have to talk to you on a weekly basis makes me get stuff done, right? So mastermind is kind of like that because you're amongst your peers, ideally. And you don't want to be the only person reporting back that hasn't made an effort on the things that you claim to be important to you. Does that make sense? And we're going to get, and we're going to, get to the format here in a second. But So let's, let's just cover some of the more nuts and bolts. We're about to get into the details more so. But so a mastermind for agents, again, you guys are going to uh, want our help forming your masterminds, and that's no problem. Your coaches will help you find other clients, and we'll put you guys in masterminds, and we'll help you put that together. Again, this is for our coaching students only. So once you have – and you can, of course, use this. You do form your own mastermind, whether you're part of one of our programs or not. So the mastermind groups will happen um, every week at the same time. And the rule is, is that, and I would do it on a conference bridge. In other words, I would do it in such a way that um, you are all able to see by looking at the screen on your computer who's called in and who hasn't. Um, so you might, there's tons and tons of different conference bridges. Freeconferencecall.com is a good one. Uh, Ziosoft is a good one. There's tons and tons of them. You can use even Skype, I suppose. It doesn't really matter. But the idea is that everyone shows up at the same time, um, everyone, and there's not, oh, I'm on the East Coast, I don't want to get up that early. Well, you know, if everyone else is in, you know, in a different time zone and it's accommodating to them, well, that's not, just, that's not the best mastermind for you to be part of. They do not reschedule the appointment. You know, you do not change the day of the mastermind, the, t- the time of the mastermind. Same reason that your coaching calls are the same day and time every single week, because then it becomes part of your routine. Mastermind should be the same thing. You, be- you come to count on it, right? It becomes part of your daily life, is knowing that you have this mastermind group. You can also, between calls, communicate with each other. One of the ways that my most successful masterminds have done it is they form little Facebook groups. So one of the things, again, you could form a Facebook group and just call it what it is. Call it, you, know, you guys can call yourselves. Um, masterminds will sometimes give themselves names. For example, they might have you know, 10 million in 10 years or whatever. I mean, something that's going to be that's, a name that's going to mean something to all of you. There was a, gal, a group of gals that I was coaching a, a few years ago, and they formed a mastermind too, and they, gave it, they called it like Betty or something. I mean, it doesn't matter. The point is it's your own private club. Then form a little Facebook group around that, and then between the scheduled mastermind calls, you guys can go on there and continue to support each other. The rules have to be res- respected, and the rules are um, if you – and again, you guys can have your own rules. These are your own masterminds. These are the suggestions that we have. Again, we're about to get into more of the mechanics of it, but I just want to – cover these broad strokes right away, is um, suggested rules are if someone misses three mastermind calls, then they're automatically out of the mastermind meeting, no exceptions. 
They're just out of the group. They're just gone. That means they don't respect the other members. Um, their commitment is, you know, and, and even if, you know, agents are notorious for saying, I'm too busy, I have a closing, I have this, I have that. Well, if it happens three times, you're gone. Another one should be that you guys are requiring everyone on your mastermind uh, call to uh, be on, uh, calling in at the same exact time and being on time. Being on time can mean five minutes late. It can mean no minutes late. It's up to you as a group to decide on your first mastermind call. Next thing, and again, we're going to get more into the mechanics, but that's, those, that's how it really works. So it's a group of like-minded people. You guys can call each other on a regular basis on, at the same day time. Um, use a conference bridge. Record the mastermind calls so you can go back and listen to them. And then between calls, form a Facebook group. If you have any problems doing any of this, coaching students ask, and we'll help you put it together. And then, again, you can scale this idea. Maybe you want to have a mastermind group with 10 people, or you could add more people. Or maybe, you want to, maybe your mastermind group gets too big, which is likely to happen. If your mastermind group gets popular, people will want to be part of it. Um, and then, you know, might, might get a little bit uh, too impersonal, might just become like a weekly seminar. So maybe you want to scale it back or maybe you want to split the group into three or four different groups. Uh, again, these things develop a life on their own to the point where a lot of our mastermind guys, they'll meet with their masterminds, um, you know, in real, in real life. They'll meet each other for um, at the end of the year in Hawaii. They'll, group, they'll uh, mastermind together in Las Vegas. They'll actually take this from a business thing into a social thing, and then it becomes some of these mastermind groups, the people become longtime friends of each other as they grow and mature, not just as business owners, but also as people. So those are just the kind of give you an idea of how big of an idea this can be. So Julie, how do I run a mastermind group? A few of these things we've already talked about, but it's worth repeating. Sure. So again, number one, and probably most important, and we've been talking about a lot, meet regularly and be precise about it. Decide how long you're going to meet and make it an unbreakable appointment. Make sure that everybody agrees to that. Make sure you've sorted out each other's time zones, all the nuts and bolts that you have to do to literally set it up. So meet regularly and precisely. That's number one. Number two, actually give each member equal time. And this can be a challenge in masterminds, Tim, when there's strong personalities. So we don't want you to actually use a timer, but especially for larger groups, sometimes that becomes necessary. Try to keep your groups maybe three, five, eight people tops. That way you each have maybe 20 minutes per person and you can split it up equally. You know, we've both been in masterminds where you would go around the group, you would state what your purpose was, state what you had done with your goal, and it was organized that way. So the bigger the group is, really it's harder to give everyone equal time. Because if you think about it, if you have, you know, 10 people and each person gets 20 minutes, that's a pretty long meeting. So I appreciate what you said, Tim, about maybe you have a couple of different groups with different focuses so that you can be more concentrated in each group, but work towards giving each member equal time. And I like some of those online systems because you can actually mute each other and come to some agreement on that if you have to. So number three well, but, is but don't – But Julie, but Julie that, that, that's important, though. I'm sorry. I, number three is don't interrupt. I just interrupted you, so I apologize. <laughs> but that's an important point because um, when you have an open conference bridge and everyone can see who else is on the call, everyone can also see if someone calls in late. And if there's some chatty person who just basically isn't respectful of the other people's time, the person administering the call can literally uh, mute that person so that they can't talk over the next person. So number three is what I just did. Don't interrupt. Go ahead, Jules. Add you. Okay. So yeah, one person <laughs> at a time. Figure out how you're going to manage that. You know, you're being in a mastermind because there's strong personalities. So this actually is something to consider and decide how you want to do it. Okay. So next, number four, decide if you need an agenda. 
Some mastermind groups typically have a conversation topic that is decided prior to the meeting. So next time we meet, the topic du jour is pre-listing packages, or maybe it's uh, objection handling. But you don't necessarily have to do that. That is one way to handle it. Um, sometimes groups have more uh, exciting and explicit items on the agenda for accountability and progress reports. Sometimes you just report your numbers to each other. This is something to think about as you're joining, as you're forming that. And the main thing is come to an agreement so that if you're supposed to run it this way, everybody knows that and nobody is surprised or feel like they're under the gun unduly. So point number five, decide on whether to have a facilitator. I think that a facilitator is a good idea, Tim, just to keep the train on the tracks. Um, but you can have a tight facilitator or a loose facilitator. Some of you guys have been to like homeowners association meetings where it's so strict and so long, it's like you just want to pull your eyelashes out. So don't make it so strict that people are hating life. But you can have somebody who watches the time. They're facilitating the call. Uh, they're helping people police themselves, keep on, you know, like I said, keep equal time for everybody, and make sure that you're starting and ending on time. Maybe somebody is in charge of starting the recording if you're going to record the call and send it to people later. So if you're going to have a facilitator, which is probably a good idea, or maybe every week you change and it's round robin, everybody has to facilitate, then you've got a list of who does it next. Different ways of setting that up. But it does keep people on target as far as time, it moves you forward from one item on the agenda to the next. And Tim, a lot of people use a looser version of Robert's Rules. That's one sort of overriding universal thing that I see a lot where it, you know, as far as how you're uh, organizing things. So that's a possibility, but I think taking it literally is going to be too strict. So it's just a nice guideline. And then number six, make sure you capture what actually happened at every meeting, almost like a, a bullet-pointed minutes lessons and triumphs, goals, things, you know, ahas. A lot of times our agents will have a big aha. Hey, you know what? This expired service is working really great. You know, Mojo is the best thing that I've ever seen, and it's so much better than this other thing that I was using. So you want to track all of that kind of thing and write it down so that everybody can actually implement best practices. You can use Google Docs. There's a company called MindMeister. We use Google Docs for a lot of things. But the main thing is, you're doing this for a reason. So make sure when you have those aha moments and the light bulb goes off that you're recording it, you're sending each other the call, the outline, and you're moving forward. So it's not just, hey, that was a great meeting. You're actually having great benefit from your mastermind. It's not just a, you know, getting together and seeing how it goes. You actually want to use well, this for your own benefit. Go ahead. So Julie, to tail in on that, one of the best ideas masterminds have are what you just said. Uh, again, using most of the conference bridges, guys, you can record the calls. Post the MP3s on your Facebook group. That way the members can go back and listen to them at any time. So just put a date on it. Post the audio file. Again, a, a, a closed Facebook group so other people that aren't part of your mastermind can't go in there and uh, you know listen in on your guys' private conversations. So what happens is – and Julie's going to get now. Next, we're going to talk about three questions to start every mastermind group. But before she does, the nature of these mastermind groups, the way that they start out is very formal and everyone's just sort of feeling each other out and everyone's trying to decide whether or not, you know, that you, is, do I sell more than that person? Do I sell more than that? You know, da, 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 all that stuff, all that, you know, the butt sniffing stuff that, you know, salespeople do. 
you have to have done that before you got into the mastermind group. In other words, we will match you, existing students, the best we can, to folks that are at similar levels of production and more. As a general rule, you want to try to mastermind with people that are exact at the exact same level as you in terms of accomplishment of goals or exceeding you, because then they'll have some more ideas and they'll have ways for you to move the ball down the field a little bit faster. Um, so in and, and some of these mastermind groups, because of the nature of um, – the relationships that form, folks will start talking about personal stuff. You know, folks will start sharing problems that aren't necessarily business related. So these things can really evolve into being something that's very uh, almost a cornerstone of your life. Uh, it's the nature of these types of meetings and these types of groups. So this is an opportunity for you guys to form long-term supportive relationships with uh, mutually um, like-minded folks. You know, the hardest thing when you're an entrepreneur, let alone in real estate, when you decide to be the crab that gets out of the bucket, you know the old analogy, you put a bunch of crabs in the bucket and one tries to escape, the other crabs will pull them back in. Well, if you're the bucket, if you're the crab that did finally escape, chances are you're going to want to associate with other crabs that have also, you know, they're also trying to climb the ladder of success. It's hard to find those people, generally speaking, in your own, your own backyard, especially um, in your own industry, because they're sure as heck not going to want to share their best practices with you because you're their competition, right? So again, this is a, an idea, an opportunity for you to find people that are also on the same path. I strongly encourage you to mastermind with folks that are existing coaching students. This is for you, for, for folks that are also following the same uh, path. You know, if you guys are talking about differing ideas and differing approaches to this and that, it's going to get confusing. But if you're all on the same path, you're going to talk about how to support each other in getting the most out of what you're trying to accomplish. So three questions, Jules, to kickstart your mastermind group. Sure. So let's say that you're ready to start your group. You may want some very basic structure to just get you going in the beginning. So there's three questions that will get you off to a great start. As your group evolves, you're going to come up with, you know, furthering that agenda and new questions. But if you don't know where to start, let's just start with these three questions. Question number one, what are you actually working on? Nice and broad, each member can answer with whatever they feel comfortable sharing. So that's a good general question. What are you working on right now? Just state two or three specific goals that you're working on. And again, we're not judging these. We're not making any statements. Oh, yeah, I did that last year. No, we're just making the statement. This is what everybody's working on. Next is, what did you learn? Sometimes groups are focused on similar goals, and lessons learned by one member can benefit everyone. So maybe after your first uh, group, the last 10 minutes is, what did each of you actually learn? What did you take away from the call? Next, Number three, what do you actually need help with? Have a specific question on the agenda, that, and that helps take the pressure off of people who want to reach out to the group for help. You want to make sure that you keep your mastermind open to having pretty much any question goes, or you know, maybe you decide that certain things are uh, on limits or off limits, but really it should be, this is what I need help with. And you want to have a feeling of mutual respect for each other, that you're there to help each other. So, you know, this gets back to my, making sure that there's equal time, Tim, that somebody doesn't go into seminar mode and turn it into their own little meeting. So, you know, in the early days, you're kind of sorting people out and seeing what is the culture of your mastermind. So start with those three questions. What are you working on? What did you learn? What do you need help with? And then it'll start to take off from there. So that all makes so, sense. So what you, you and I have been involved yeah. in lots of different types of these things, but having a little structure I find really helps. 
Absolutely. And so the facilitator idea is great when the mastermind is getting started, just so someone can kind of be the rules keeper. And then essentially, like on your first mastermind call, you know, let's say there's eight of you, those three questions are great questions that everyone to answer. And you guys get like, it takes maybe a month, sometimes longer for there to be some real uh, synergy in the group. Just stick with it, because then what happens is you'll find yourself getting support from people across the country and some cases across the world that are part of your mastermind. You know, this business is, it's, you guys have to be, most of the day you're kind of autonomous, right? You're doing your own thing. No one's there really supporting you. You know, that's the hard part of being in real estate. You truly do work for yourself, often by yourself, Well, the mastermind uh, group can help you fill in those gaps. So here's what existing coaching students, future coaching students, here's going to be your homework. Ready? Um, Talk to your coach about helping you form a mastermind. Every one of our coaches are trained to help you guys get a mastermind started. So if this is something you're interested in, talk with your coach. Your coach will find a mastermind for you to be part of or help you start a new one. And then they'll help you facilitate the first maybe one or two mastermind calls. That means they'll help you set up the Facebook groups page. That means they're going to help you obviously uh, coordinate who's going to be a best match for you to be part of your mastermind. And then they'll actually administer your first mastermind call for you so then you can get a flavor of how the calls are supposed to run. And then after that, they're going to not help. It's up to you. So if the mastermind uh, works or doesn't work, it's not about you know your coach at that point. It's about the members of the group actually following the rules and being respectful of each other. This is something that not everyone's a good match for a mastermind, truthfully. Some people just aren't patient. Some people, you know, they're not going to want to sit around and listen to other people's, you know, challenges. Other, they have mindsets that I can't learn by helping. You know, if you have that mindset, sort of an ego-based mindset, you're not going to be good in, a face, in, a, in any kind of a mastermind group. And furthermore, you're going to, uh, frankly, run off other members who are trying to get the most out of it. But for the rest of you, 99.9% of you, especially, especially our coaching students, your homework from today's call is to uh, talk to your coach about becoming part of a mastermind group. Simple enough, right? Very powerful thing for you to be included in on. Now, I want to thank our sponsors for today's radio show, MojoSales.com. I'm hearing continuously wonderful, wonderful news about Mojo. People love Mojo. And in this type of real estate market where there are, all, are more expireds, the stories and the feedback uh, about the quality of the dialer and the quality of the content, the phone numbers and whatnot that Mojo is able to produce is phenomenal. Remember, guys, Mojo is not just about calling expires. You can load your centers of influence and past clients. You can load your, you know, you can import other data feeds from, you know, another uh, FISBO or expired service into Mojo. And what it does is it, it's kind of funny. It almost gives you the discipline. It forces you to you know, not waste time because it's dialing the phone for you. And here you are ready to have a conversation. The system's doing all the work. And then boom, here's someone on the phone ready to talk with you that you're then supposed to follow the script and set the appointment. I mean, Julie, do you have any really fabulous mojo sales uh, feedback from any of your clients from this past week? <laughs> yeah, well, my favorite one is, and I, maybe I shared this yesterday, I can't remember, but the feedback was what used to take me three hours to get through in terms of getting people actually on the phone and getting myself to do my job of hunting expireds has now become a 30-minute process because of how it dials for me. And I had another client say that it takes the getting ready to get started to someday possibly feel about dialing the phone out of the mix. <laughs> you just use it and you get the results. So I think for me, what I hear as a coach is it makes you much more efficient and it cuts down on the sort of procrastinating and screwing around aspect that can be part of the frustration of phone numbers. So Mojo cures that for you guys and take it well, from what, your colleagues who are already making money with it. What drains you 
when making uh, when making these calls. I mean, at least you know your centers of influence should be hearing from you on a regular basis. You know, lead follow up leads you could load into Mojo, but what wears you out is the boredom between the dials, right? And so the cool thing that Mojo does is you can load in a whole bunch of different phone numbers and it just dials them for you. So the wasted time between calls is almost eliminated because you're going from contact to contact to contact to contact, appointment to appointment to appointment to appointment. I mean, it, you know, some of you guys come to us and you don't want to uh, learn over the phone prospecting skills, and that's perfectly fine if you have other avenues of, of business. For a vast majority of you, the over-the-phone prospecting stuff is a core-level skill that you have to – you don't have to master it, but you at least have to get comfortable with it to the point where you are efficient at it and can set appointments from it. So, you know, don't be getting confused here into thinking, oh, my gosh, Tim and Julie are all about cold calling. That's not true, but that's one of the over 50 different lead generation sources uh, and tactics that we share with you. And when you're ready to actually be proactive about going after business, because that's what over-the-phone prospecting is all about, there really is no better tool than Mojo Sells. So, Julie, we did. We accomplished our goal. We told them how to Mm -hmm. form a mastermind. And, again, existing coaching students, your homework is – Speak with your coach about getting into a mastermind, and we'll certainly help facilitate that for you. And for the rest of you who are not one of our coaching students yet, I strongly encourage you to request a, a free coaching call at freecoachingcallsforagents.com. And also remember, when you do that, you'll get a free copy of our book, Think and Grow Rich for Real Estate. Existing coaching students, that book, as well as many of our other books, are obviously part of your coaching program, and they're on the website for you to download and listen to at any time. In the meantime, we will talk with all of you on the radio tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.